Hello, everybody. This is uh, Andrew from AtakiSpirit.com, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is going to be a quick mailbag episode. we got a couple questions built up. And since we kind of have a special episode this week, uh, we weren't able to kind of fit the mailbag in there, so we decided to record this and give it to you guys midweek. Uh, we just didn't want to put the questions off for too long to make you guys think that we're forgetting about you. So here's the mailbag episode just for you. Um, hope that everybody that didn't submit the questions enjoys these answers because I think there's some really good good subjects in here. What do you think? Definitely. Okay, I want to make sure that you were included. You sound like you're dying over there. Uh, but anyways, uh, again, we're from otakuspirit.com. You can go there for all of our news, reviews, and impressions on current season. We have a lot of episode one impressions going out, a lot of great shows coming out this season, a lot that I'm really excited about. Um, so check those out and get our our thoughts on those and what shows you should be checking out. Come join our forums and, and get involved in our community. we got an awesome group of folks coming together. and Yeah, and it's kind of slowly building, surely but yeah. surely. Uh, we've got some really good people on there, um, people I really enjoy talking to, um, including our one from our first question, which is from Miss Murder. And she writes, have you seen the show Haganag- ha- Haganai, uh, which is translated, I don't have many friends. Um, if you saw, have you seen Haganai next? Did you like or dislike them? Thanks. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Not as much as me. I'm shamed. I'm holding my head down low. Because we have a question that we can't really even respond to because neither of us has actually watched it. Um, it is one that I've peeked at a couple times. Um, it's just one of those ones that I haven't gone around to actually checking out. But it's on the list, and hopefully eventually I'll watch it, and I will definitely let you know my impressions on it, get a review out there, get some discussion going. But, sorry again, we can't really answer the question too well. <laughs> Moving on to our second and one of our most prominent members... New owned, and he says, Good evening, gentlemen. I have a question in regards to anime art. Um, for the past couple of months, I have been kicking around the idea of purchasing some anime art for decoration in my house, but have yet to properly find what I'm looking for. I am 30 years old male, and I was never a fan of wall scrolls. Uh, the most common form of art, anime art are sold in this form, and posters usually don't suit my taste. So I hope that um, maybe able to could to point me in the right direction. The best that I could find were animated anime cells, which are nice, but maybe not what I completely had in mind. Uh, maybe something similar to headers on a web page, uh, a la Katana Katari, uh, one of the sites, uh, one of the head banners that we used uh, recently. Uh, well, thanks for the time. Uh, wall scrolls, I they've never been my particular taste either, uh, so I, I can kind of see where you're going on that one. I went with wall scrolls a while back, um, but unfortunately I wasn't too informed back then. I ended up buying them from uh, different companies that I now am informed that they are actually knockoffs. Um, but I went with wall scrolls just because I, I'm like you. I don't like posters because they just rip too easy, they're too hard to frame, and... They're just a big, huge mess most of the time. So I can I, agree there. I don't have a, a huge problem with wall scrolls particularly, but I just, I they just not, they don't work for me. I love your uh, your uh, lithographs up there. I think those that's, are absolutely gorgeous. That's the key one that I wanted to hit. When I read this question, the immediate thing that came to mind was uh, lithographs. Um, animated cell, anime cells are amazing. I had a friend that had one um, back when I first started getting into anime. I believe it was from Tenchimoyo, and it is amazing. If people don't know what the anime cell is, it's uh, when they're actually making an anime, which we'll get into here in a minute, 
um, they actually create these uh, layered cells. You have a background and this kind of see-through transparent sheet that has uh, the, what they sketched on there, and then they kind of paint over it. Um, so these anime cells are what they use to produce the show, and so there's there's thousands of them, and so um, it's not hard to find one, and every single one of them is unique, and that's what's kind of special about them. But they're very small. I mean, they're talking about like a like a postcard size. The only problem with anime cells is they're hard to get a hold of. Um, you really, I mean, even though there is thousands of them, um, most companies throw them out or keep them stocked away. When they do sell them, they're usually at expos. Um, you can find them on eBay, but they're very, very careful. Um, as usual with eBay, you can definitely find uh, damaged ones or just counterfeits. So, but yeah, my when you asked this question, immediate thought that came to me was lithographs. When I was recently looking for some pictures to put on our, my wall, mainly for the purpose of when we do our podcast, we're looking to do video hopefully here soon. Um, I wanted something to put on the wall that would be anime related, and my immediately thought was to go look at wall scrolls because again, they're they're big, they're durable, and they're they're nice to, to portray an image. Um, but again, I ran into the issue of trying to find them legitly, so I end up stumbling onto Right Stuff, who had lithographs for uh, Clanad and Angel Beats, and lithographs are actually really amazing because they are licensed reproductions of art from the company itself and they're limited print generally. Um, they are printed on really thick stock paper um, and you're not going to find you know pixelation or anything in them because they are like original copy prints and they just look gorgeous. Usually like with Right Stuff when you buy them uh, I, I suggest Right Stuff because they ship them flat and I end up getting mine they were perfect quality. Um, they usually include a certificate for it and the only problem is that you're, you're gonna, they're going to ship them with just laminated on cardboard, so it's up to you to frame them. So get your frames before you buy them. Get the size correctly. Buy your frames in because when you get them in, you're going to want to immediately put them into. Well, the cardboard works to hold on to them, but you're going to want to frame them right when you get them. So, but I think they're great. Uh, the ones I got, I think, are like 16 by 24 or something like that. They're a really good size, um, and they look amazing in a in a frame so if you're looking for some good anime art i think looking for some lithographs is definitely a, a, a good one to go with the only downside is it's hard to find specific if you're looking for legit ones that are from the companies it's hard to find exactly what art you want for what show you want in a lithograph form legitly so that's the only downside to it but luckily for me i found two really amazing ones on right stuff that were available then and then and they're usually about $37 um, so they're not too expensive um, you're gonna probably pay probably two-thirds of that in the frame itself so be ready for that because frames aren't generally cheap now there there is one one level above that what's that <laughs> original artwork from the art people those ones those ones go way crazy and yeah that, that goes back into the anime cells where you're you're really looking at stuff that only you can get at a convention yeah or a convention that you or know you're not auction. gonna get ripped off <laughs> or an auction or ebay which is risky um but yeah like, that's, can that's you imagine fun. just having that centerpiece in your in your artwork collection yeah miyazaki did that himself but yeah there <laughs> there are some that are out like that they they paint them on uh canvas it's usually usually the art director We'll do stuff like that. They'll they'll put it on like a canvas for you, 
and they are they're beautiful. So, but yeah, you're you're looking at probably three hundred dollars at least. Uh, <laughs> that's like of, that's that's at the bottom depends, end, <laughs> right? It depends on how it depends on how many they made and how you know popular the show is. So. Or if it's for a or the artist himself, how popular he is. Like Miyazaki is mm-hmm. going to be, is going to demand a lot higher price than you know, Joe from Kill Kill. <laughs> Poor Joe always gets <laughs> thrown under the bus. We like Joe; he's our fill-in guy. Um, that's really all I can think of for art. I mean, the only other thing I can think of because you get you kind of mentioned specifically walls, I believe. Um, but figures is always a great option to yeah def- definitely look into uh, you know just some boxes and, and get yourself some Nendroids. I mean as, as if you looked at my Twitter feed, I, I had the picture of Andrew's little uh, shadow box there and and some of the Nendroids in there. He's got you know his his lithographs right above it. I mean it 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 looks good with those those Nendroids in those boxes. It's a little more difficult for people to accept, but. I think some of the art that you can get through some of the figures, especially from Good Smile Company, are, are such a high quality that they themselves on a on a kind of a mount that goes on the wall would be just as beautiful as a a piece of art. So there's some options, and there's and definitely you, some of the more artistic can, too. Plus, you can pose them yourself instead of just one picture. Yeah, if you go Ninja or Figma, yeah, you can definitely do that. Um, I was thinking more like actual figures, one seven scales. A little bit more artistic looking. Yeah. Androids are more cute and fun. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. All right. But thank you so much for the question. If you have any other follow up questions, definitely let us know. Um, I hope that answered it. Um, if you need clarification, let me know. Uh, moving on, we have a question from Neko, which is, again, one of our, our recent members a couple weeks ago. Um, already enjoying a lot of conversation with him as well. And they ask, New owned ask the question that leads me into asking another question. I guess it's kind of a technical question. New owned mentions animated cells. Are these uh, are these available as collectibles? I am. I was assuming that ink and paint was uh, has been done digitally for a couple decades now, but that doesn't rule out collectibles art present uh, presented on acetate like old school animation cells. Um, but here's my question: Is any of the animation, key, in-betweens, etc., done on paper in the anime industry. Any insight on the some of the nuts and bolts of these operations? Broad question, I know. Um, to answer the first part, we kind of already dived into that. Uh, again, they use kind of a, a layered uh, cells, but yeah, they use paints. Um, that is pretty much how they've been in the past. Uh, the newer studios do kind of move away from that. Um, a lot of the newer ones will just use, uh, they'll scan in the, the sketches and then they will, uh, in post-production will do, not post-production, but just before post-production they will paint it and throw in graphical animations in there as well. Um, so in those cases, no, those companies that use computers to paint them, you're not going to have animated cells. So I guess that's kind of the reason why you can't find them much anymore. Um, but there are some studios out there that still use the traditional paint method. Uh, but it is, is definitely a dying trend. Um, as for the process of animation uh, or an- producing of animes, I kind of uh, decided to go ahead and talk about that entirely. Um, it is a, a difficult qu- uh, response just because a lot of studios do it differently. Uh, like Studio Ghibli... Uh, if you don't know, is it's a very big company that did like Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, My Neighbor 
Totoro. 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 Yeah. Uh, they do everything inside, uh, in-house. They have a... Uh, what's his name? The, the, the director. Miyazaki. He does a lot of his own... Uh, uh, I'm losing, losing words already. Uh, his own scripts, and then he produces, uh, presents them to the studio, and the studio okay's it, and then he's he doesn't he no no the studio does not okay it. And he said <laughs> they kind of said yeah I'm no, going to do this, and they're like okay you made us lots of money yeah I don't I don't think he really needs that that's true I, don't, I guess he, but my my point is it's it's an example of a company that has a very good script writing uh, director who's able to make the script in there present it. Have it then brought over to the uh, storyboard director who's going to put it together on a, uh, a kind of a, a scene-by-scene basis. This is exactly what's going to happen in this scene. It's going to happen in this scene. And from that point, it's going to move on to, um, you know, moving on into your art designers who's going to create what kind of style the characters are going to look like, what what the mechs are going to look like, um, what, what the – maybe some uh, animals – uh, deities, all all those, all, all that stuff's gonna look. Buildings are gonna look, all that kind of stuff. At that point, it moves on. The alternate is somebody that would go to like a, a mangaka or uh, a manga a manga writer and say, "Your your writing is amazing. We're gonna use you." They'll go in there and say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go present this to the uh, producers. See if they're okay with this idea." They present it to them. They go, "Okay, this sounds really fantastic. Go ahead and make it." Then that would move on to probably a uh, a series uh, composer who would then kind of splice it up to uh, kind of fit a episodic feel. I mean, you, you can't really go okay, volume one is going to be episode one. You can't really do that because sometimes there may be a lot of information in that first volume that you kind of need to stretch out in multiple episodes, or it just doesn't it doesn't fit a animated series to have you spill out that entire first volume on a screen. Uh, so they kind of kind of figure out where everything is going to go at. And then from that point, it's going to go again into the uh, storyboards. They're going to figure out where the scene by scene. Then that's going to go to the art directors and the character designers. They're going to decide how it's going to look. Then it's going to go into uh, production, which is going to be, you know, uh, this is where the kind of the, the two examples that I'm giving come together. They're gonna they're gonna sketch it. Uh, anime is one of the very few uh, Japanese anime is, is one of the very few animated industries that still use sketches to create their art. Uh, whereas you know in America you have like Disney and stuff. They just pretty much and Pixar. They're all they're all in uh, digitally created characters and animation and everything but more so in Japanese anime they're still sticking to we're going to sketch together a uh, a segment and you, you kind of see them if you check out uh, Neon Just Evangelion they like to uh, was it A1 Productions or or uh, I'm, I'm going to kick myself for not getting exactly right but they, they, they like to put in their DVDs extras uh, this is how it comes together and they're really cool little videos of a repeating loop of like a three segment section of the anime and you see where it, it, it jumps from here's a very rough sketch uh, you'll see the characters are kind of very jumpy and everything is just outlines and facial expressions and they have little notations on the screen and that's just really for them to get an idea 
this is what's happening in the scene. This is how it's flowing. And then from there, they'll give it to the uh, the animators to kind of fill in the gaps, make it fully animated. And then they're going to go into the cleanup crew. The cleanup crew is going to get rid of all the, the messy scribbles on the screen, the, the notations. They're going to clean up the edges. And then that would go into, like you were, you were saying, you're talking about those animated cells. That's where they're going to take it and put it under a sheet. They're going to paint over it. They're going to make it look really beautiful, throw in a background. And then usually most companies are then going to throw it into like a, uh, a digital version of it and start adding effects and CG animated mechas climbing in on the, the location. And then you're going to go into, you know, post-production where you're going to do voicing, music, um, kind of all the touch-ups. So that kind of gives you an idea of the process. But yeah, like I said, to get back into your question more specifically, uh, it's a dying art. Uh, they do still do a lot of sketches. You're just not seeing as many actual hand-painted stuff anymore just because it's so much cheaper just to have a computer do it where they can just fill in a gap with some color yeah, it's the, rather than there and hand-paint it. That's one of those frustrating things. Is as much as we don't really care for CG, it, it, we know that it's going that direction. It's, there's no getting out of it. Yeah, I can't really say that I'm against the idea of using computers to color. I'm just, yeah, I'm against the mechas and... Well, look, I've I've seen it done well. The problem is, is that it's it's few and far between the ones that actually take the time to do it right. Yeah, and also just as a side note, whenever you have uh, multiple companies, uh, studios dealing with a a product, uh, those are usually called like the second uh, the second animation studios or whatever. Uh, those are generally where back there when I was saying they fill in the gaps with animation before they go to cleanup and coloring. These are the companies that say, we're on a tight schedule. We're trying to get this out. We need you guys over here to fill in this gap. And that's when they'll bring them in and just have them fill in those gaps. Unfortunately, with cases like Wizard Barristers here recently, sometimes it doesn't work out too well. And you kind of see the effect of it in, the, in that case is where they didn't meet, they didn't meet uh, the scheduling. And I'm guessing with Wizard Barristers, they didn't have... I think there was a couple scenes where they had some other studio work on it. But you definitely see where it's... That it didn't get finished and uh, finished animated, and they've just kind of finished what they had, and you see where characters are just stuck in place, and that's where they just did they didn't have the animators there to fill in those gaps. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much a, a rundown of the animation process, and I hope I got it all right. It's a very difficult thing to kind of lay out, and a lot. Of, I get, again, I said a lot of studios do it differently, so. The way I'm describing it may not be how all companies do it. Like I was mentioning to Chris earlier, um, one of the things that I had wrong when I made my anime dub versus English uh, or Japanese voice versus English dub post is uh, there's actually very few companies that do pre-dubbing or pre-voicing before they do uh, the animation. And that's like um, I've heard Akira did pre-voicing before they did the animation. And what they're basically doing is they're having the voice actors record it, and then the animators will will match the animation to match the voices. Um, it just It's a very expensive process, I would imagine, so you don't see it anymore. Now it you have more look, post-production. It would make it look a lot more natural that way. Yeah, right. That's the idea. Or actually, let me say that a different way. It would sound a lot more natural. Right. Yeah, yeah, because you're not you're not trying to match the lips, and that's kind of a, cru- a crucial thing there. 
Um, but they could kind of, they do, they, I guess they would have the flexibility of, okay, she kind of talked a little bit longer here, so we'll do a pan of the camera and have her go ahead and just lip flap a couple more times. <laughs> Stuff like that would probably <laughs> save them a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered your question. I hope I didn't go too deep and completely blow away your question, but that's the whole gist of it there. And unfortunately, that's all of our questions. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, it was, it was a quick emergency uh, mailbag episode and just wanted to make sure that you all uh, know that we're still checking out your questions and we appreciate every single one of them, even though in like Miss Murder's case, we can't really answer it. Hey, <laughs> hanging my head down low again. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of great discussions on the forums, um, a lot of great comments on the website as well in regards to a lot of the current seasons that are in effect. So definitely go check those out. Join the conversation. Uh, again, you can post questions for our podcast on the forums. You can contact us via Twitter, or you can email andrew at otakuspirit.com. Um, but we thank again for questions, and thank you all for listening, and hope you all take care. Have no doubt you guys are awesome, and we love you. So don't ever think otherwise. But, os. <laughs> that sounds tsundere. But you dare think otherwise. It's because we've been watching Miss Murder's Avatar of Asuka being very soon today. <laughs> the entire episode. Later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>